0: Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We're your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. All right, all you Warrior Mindset listeners, thanks for checking in on another episode. I want to explore a couple of concepts today. One is ichigo Ichigoichi. Uh, it's a Japanese concept, um, and it's, it's fairly, fairly simple yet complex, and I want to get into that, as well as what I think is a great companion to this concept, uh, an article I found, Five Habits of Extremely Good Listeners. Because I think they go hand in hand. And let's get into it. Ichigoichi, it can be translated directly as once a meeting and also in the moment, seizing an opportunity. It's sort of like all that at once. The Japanese have these conceptual things, right? Um, And this is one of them. And so there are there are principles to this uh, philosophy of, of ichigo ichi. Um, and let's go through these. This is from an article I found, so that I can read from it. But um, from Mind Body Green. But it's a great concept, and it's something that you can work to cultivate in your own daily life, because it can really help you seize opportunity. It can really help you be in the moment uh, when you're spending time with someone. All right, so let's go through these things. And they have um, 10 points, 10 principles. There's probably more, but um, these are pretty good. Uh, uh, Extractions from the principle, I thought. Um, Don't postpone special moments, right? Uh, Each opportunity that you might have with someone can only really present itself once in life, right? If you're really lucky, you'll get another shot, but... A lot of times those special moments in life you've got to seize them you've got to take advantage of them you know um spend the time with that person or spend the time doing that thing number two life as live as if this were going to happen only once in your life right it goes hand in hand so these are all fairly related but Once in a lifetime moments, once in a lifetime meetings with people, um, those are special and you can sort of cultivate that with what you do by sort of envisioning the thing you're doing as maybe being the last one you're going to do, you know, um, that will make you be your authentic self and in the moment, give yourself over to that moment and, the time you're spending with that person or the time you're spending doing that thing that you love. Right. It's like anything else in life. You might not get another shot, shot to do it again, you know? So you need to be aware of that so that you can build that memory and remember, uh, dwell in the present, obviously live in the present, right? Uh, we spend too much time in the past or spend too much time worrying about the future. A lot of times, It's painful to us, or it causes anxiety and stress. And most of the time, those emotions are useless to our current self. You don't know what's going to happen, and you can't change what happened, right? Um, And again, I say this stuff a lot. I am not talking about, based on some of the comments I get, I'm not talking about not planning for the future or not learning from your past mistakes, obviously, what I'm talking about is how you cultivate living in the moment. Okay? Looking in other directions, you know, too far, it's it's not, It's not. really not helpful. Um, number four, do something you've never done before. Right? There, there can never be another first time you do something. Right? Uh, a, a mentor of mine, uh, Hanshi Danny McCall, says that a lot. There's never another first time. When you're doing something so do something you've never done before and enjoy that moment okay that's important to your growth five practice seated meditation now i don't actually practice seated meditation myself i know people that do but i do practice meditation in other forms what they're suggesting and you can, you can literally sit down, but what they're suggesting is focusing, focused meditation. Like when you're doing it, only do that, right? Not like meditating while I'm, you know, drawing or I'm meditating while I'm, uh, driving, you know, um, you're o- the only thing you're doing physically and mentally is that thing. However, you want to define the meditation, Okay. They're talking about practicing, calming your spirit, and learning to be present. Okay, that's what that's for. Number six: applying mindfulness to your five senses. Right. So this is bringing, um, bringing uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, bringing purpose to listening, watching, touching, tasting, smelling, right? Like be there when that's happening, apply, be mindful of what's happening in those senses, right? This is how you train to be more alert. Okay. This is how you train your empathy and influence on the world around you. Number seven, notice coincidences, right? Um, coincidence is like magic to me. Um, you know, on one hand, there are no coincidences in life, right? On one hand, you know, you, you think, wow, that person's successful. Well, that's because they probably worked really hard to get there, right? That's not a coincidence that they're successful. You know, you meet someone uh, and you share the same sort of love for the same things, right? Right? And you go deep on those those things with that person and, and you build a bond. It's really no coincidence. You have really gotten into the thing you're into, right? And you're able to share it with that person. But at the same time, the fact that you are in that moment, you know, to share those things is a coincidence. And that's why it's so magical to me. So noticing those things in, in life um, can help you. Bring mindfulness to your life, right? It can help you be in the moment. Um, Make every gathering a party. (laughs) Um, That's an interesting one. Um, Because, and and I think what they're getting at here is that if you truly um, cherish moments in your life, whether it be doing the thing you love or with people you love if you truly cherish those things you want to make the most out of them and you should just like you would say if you saved up all your money you traveled around the world on a vacation you would try to pull everything you could out of that trip right if you're throwing a surprise birthday party for someone you're going to try to get as much out of that surprise birthday party as you can for that person Right. So why don't we bring that same frame of mind to like the everyday things that we, you know, we take for granted? Right? Everything from 7 to 1 here. Number 9, if you don't like what there is, make something different. And I think that that is super central to a lot of problems in the world around us is that we want to criticize and complain about things, but we don't want to put any effort into changing things or creating something better. Um, If you are living with Ichigo Ichi and you feel like you're in a rut or your life is too dull or whatever, you will do something to change that by doing one of the other things in this list or any of the other things in, in this podcast series you will take action to do that thing number 10 be a hunter of special moments try to create all the other things in this list from from 1 to 9 be the catalyst be the thing be the hunter for those moments in life do that work It, it's an interesting concept um and again those are just like principles that make up the concept of this term ichigo ichi um it's it's fascinating that the you know there's even this whole concept around it um so like this idea of treating every moment as if it were the last right um They don't mean like, you know, the yeet lifestyle. You know, it's not like you only live once, right? Um, That's sort of, that can be sort of negative and toxic, you know? Like, don't just quit your job because you feel like it. You know what I mean? That's not what this is talking about. But what it's talking about is like literally treating every moment as if it were the last. So would you continue to chase material things would you continue to chase uh, cash or likes on Facebook if this was your last day on the planet no probably not you would do things quite differently would you continue fighting with your siblings or your parents or you know your your spouse if this was their last day on earth no, you'd probably have a lot more empathy and forgiveness in your soul towards those people. So why does it take it being the last moment you'll ever have with them to get you to focus that way? Would you continue to waste time and energy if what you have done so far were to become your legacy? So what you've done up to this moment is what everyone will remember you for. Would you continue to netflix it out probably not right so it's built around this concept that you know we all have a ticking clock you know this time is finite you only have so many heartbeats right so that let that let that feel that and let that change how you approach things okay valuing You don't have to literally change the world. You can just value your place in it, in those who interact with you. They have value to you. Focus on that. Um, Buddha has this quote, do not, well, not the direct quote, but people like to. I mean, this article I'm looking at has it in there. Do not dwell on the past. Do not dream of the future. Concentrate the mind on the present moment. Um, Yeah, duh. That's just Buddha spitting some Buddha. But, like, that's sort of how you should approach that. Being mindful of the present. Uh, We touched on that earlier. You can't change the past. The future's probably just going to build anxiety in you. So... What's the point? And uh, I don't say that to be defeatist. Um, I say that because if you're there with someone at dinner, you know, a date, riding in a car, working, training, whatever, focus on that moment and don't think about the future plans or don't think about what they said last time you were together, you know, bring that, bring that, uh, value of the moment into that. You know, I can be kind of rambling here. Um, this, this article, uh, that I'll link up how to be mindfully present, um, has, it finishes with being present with your body is natural. Being present with your mind is dedication being present with both is self-mastery. Okay. That's Ichigo Ichi. Here's another part, another side of the same coin, I think. How to be a good listener. You know, if you're lucky enough, and I open with that other concept first because I think it's I think it's poignant for a reason, because how many times have you been talking to someone and you can tell that they're just waiting to talk? Like you feel like they're not really listening, like they're just waiting for you to shut up so they can give you their advice or tell you their point of view or share their story or whatever. How many times have you been that person? So, this article from Nick Wingall, Wignall. Um, anyway, uh, make sure you, I'll put the link to this and go give him a, a high five or two and a follow. Um, goes through five habits of extremely good listeners. Okay. And these are some things that I can work on, I'm going to work on. This article made me sort of take stock of myself, think about the last time that i was listening to someone was i truly present that i truly listened that i helped them that i just spit my advice out whether they wanted it or not number 1 focus on the person not the problem right we get into this, this like thing where we all want to be problem solvers right we want we want, to, we want to fix this thing for this person but that's not why they're coming to you You know, if if that's what they wanted, they would have just asked you, hey, can you come do this thing? Or can you give me ten bucks or whatever? Thousand bucks. Whatever. I mean, having a good problem-solving ability is really great in life, but it's not always what people want. So to be a better listener, focus on the person, not the problem. Think about, think about what what they're going through and what they're bringing to you, right? Who is struggling, you know? Don't make them feel like there's something wrong with them, you know? Don't make them feel like the problem. That's what happens when you just spout advice, you know? The the thing here says there's a time and place for giving advice. (laughs) And thankfully, there's a dead giveaway that lets you know exactly when you should start giving advice, when they ask you for it. Until then, hold off on all your brilliant words of wisdom and focus just on being present with them. Focus on your ichigo ichi. That's where you pull that out, pull that rabbit out of the hat. Number two, ask open-ended questions. This is a good one. Um, I kind of have started trying to practice some of this with my with my youngest son, who's in high school, and you know, he. I pick him up from school and I say, "Hey, how was your day?" And he says, "Good." You know, and I'm like, how do I, how do I engage with him a little bit better? You know, cause that's all I get. So, um, you know, these more open ended questions, right? So a couple of examples, um, and, and, the reason we do this is so that they don't just shut it down. Right. Um, so here's a couple of their examples of close versus open. So close might be, you say, why are you upset? Right. And an open-ended question might be, how are you feeling, right? So close would be, was work stressful again? Or how was work? Here's a closed cycle. Uh, Did your mom criticize you again? Versus what happened in the conversation with your mom? And these might sound a little more like um, if you've been to therapy, the way therapists ask you questions. And they do that for a reason. They're trained to do this. You can do it too if you just think about it. Um, Here's a few uh, examples of open-ended questions that they give you that you can just kind of go to uh, when you're talking to people. Uh, Here's a couple. So what was that like for you? How did you feel about that? What was going through your mind? Right? So those prompt the person to discuss with you. Their emotions, their values, their feelings, whatever, more so than just giving you these like closed circuit answers of good, bad, done, meh, right? Being a good listener is not about you and your advice or you and your question asking abilities. It's about the person sitting next to you. So having real empathy for that person is is the way. Number three, they give, reflect back on what you're hearing. So actually prove to them that you're listening by actually listening. <laughs> so it's taking what they said and giving it back to them in your own words. And I don't mean do this with literally everything they say. But it is a good way to do this, right? So, I mean, they know perfectly where they are. You don't need to just repeat it back to them. But again, it's not about the actual information. It's about you conveying that you understand how they feel. Okay. When we reflect back what another person is telling us, it shows them that we care and that we're listening carefully. It's called reflective listening. Okay. They give some really great examples of how to do that what that looks like number four validating their emotions this goes hand in hand with number three and it is also important to give the person you're listening to emotional validation sometimes sometimes it's good to just sit with them and suffer with them right to just understand that what they're going through sucks right They don't want you to fix it. They don't need you to fix it. You don't need to fix it for them. They just want you to be there with them. You know? Think about a friend of yours or a relative or whatever. Maybe they lost a loved one. You cannot fix that. You're not going to make it go away. You're not going to make them forget their pain like within the next 30 minutes just by talking to them. But what you can do is just be with them. In a way, that's emotional validation. Right? Have you ever talked to someone who is emotional about something? Maybe they're angry about something or whatever. And you tell another person about it and what do they do? They play devil's advocate or they try to, you know, immediately go to the other person's point of view and explain to you that this other person might have been doing this instead. You know? I mean, you can get there in the conversation, but I think early on, and depending on your relationship with the other person, it, you might be better off just validating that emotion of anger, just saying, like, letting them know, communicating to them that it's okay. It's okay that they're angry. It's okay that they're upset about this. It's, it's fine. Right? Um. The quote here, from birth, most of us have been trained to see our own negative emotions as bad, something to be eliminated or fixed. This creates anxiety and guilt in all of us. Very true. All right. Number five, validate your own emotions. Um, you know, think about, uh, think about listening from another point of view, not just someone coming to you to let you know their problems. Think about listening from the other side of the equation here and that someone might be giving you feedback. So one of the examples is your spouse makes a sarcastic comment about whatever you're wearing or whatever you're eating on their way out the door. You're immediately going to get defensive and feel threatened, feeling insulted, hurt. But from the flip side of this, thinking about having the empathy and the listening and letting it in, that there's probably a reason why this person did something like that. Now, if they're just like toxic and abusive, then you should probably get out of the, <laughs> that relationship. But nine times out of ten, if you – like we're talking about spouses, if you truly love each other and something like that is happening, is usually something going on, right? And so that's what you've got to get to instead of just the – the smarmy comment, you know, getting fixated on that and being defensive against that. You got to play the game higher. You've got to use your emotions on a deeper level. Right? Um, we all have the defensive system ingrained in us. Right? So, another example is like difficult conversations, right? A lot of times you're having that difficult conversation with someone. And they can devolve into arguments or often leave with anger. You know, you might feel resentment against someone. One of the examples they have is when your boss critiques your recent sales numbers, acknowledge to yourself that you're angry and a little hurt. Remind yourself that it's perfectly understandable that you feel this way. Right? Because they're critiquing you. Of course you don't. You don't like it. You wanted to do better. Why are they pointing this out to you? They're just being a jerk. It's okay to feel those emotions. It's what you do with those emotions that's important. So make sure you're actually listening during that exchange and not just emotionally responding in the moment. And that might be very hard to do. Back to that sarcastic comment from your spouse Acknowledge the fear and anxiety you feel welling up about your decision to bring up this topic. Say to yourself that how you feel is normal and okay, but that you still get to decide how to act moving forward, right? You can, you have to validate your emotions so that they don't take it over, right? If you're angry about something, understand, and it's okay to be angry, but let that be it, you know? Um, I've talked about this before. A lot of times we have this like justification syndrome where, and I I think we're seeing that a lot in like society in general. You definitely see it online where something happens and, you know, generally it ain't right. And so we feel justified in having an issue or being angry or creating a problem or canceling someone using that canceling term, right? Because we feel justified in our vengeance, in our anger, right? If my, if my wife says something negative about the way I look or the way I'm dressing or my shirt or my shoes or whatever on her way out of the door, well, she said something shitty. So, you know, screw that. I can be mad about that. But, I mean, is that really what you want? Long-term, outside of the 25 seconds of that moment? Is that really what you want? Is that what you want your whole day, week, month to become? Is a fight? Not really. At least I hope not. It's okay. Validate that that upset you. But, and you can bring that up again later. You can use all these other skills to actually discuss this thing and you probably find that there's something going on make you healthier and stronger all right stop giving advice ask open-ended questions reflect back what you're hearing validate their emotions validate your emotions five really good tips um from this article again go give them a like and a and a share or whatever um that's all i got man uh, hit me back with some some feedback if, if you got some if i'm wrong if i'm you've you've ever had some stories you want to share whatever i'm here Uh, until the next episode i will see you later get after it y'all